How are you guys tonight? Oh, come on, man. How are you guys tonight? That's a little bit better. Aren't you glad we're not doing this online? I, I mean, I'm glad. I'm grateful. Grateful. I'm grateful for the technology. But isn't it cool to be in the presence of your buddies? Huh? And, and a few old people <laughs> sprinkled in here amongst you. Uh, well, man, I'm so glad to be here tonight. Uh, Brett, um, Brett, Matt, thanks for asking me uh, to come and do this. Um, Y'all like stories? Can I start off with a good story? Hey, show that picture of my family up here. That good-looking guy's me. That good-looking woman's my wife. And I don't know who the three stooges are. I'm just kidding. Y'all probably know Callie, my, the one on this side. She's my oldest daughter. She spent the summer here. Y'all see her, know her. She did an internship here at the church for Curtis and, and Brett. And then Kaki's in the middle. She's a senior at Abernathy High School. She's here tonight. And Cody Bell is a freshman at Abernathy High School. And, and she's up here tonight. So I don't know if you guys know them or, or not, but they're here. And <clears throat> so since my oldest daughter's not here, I'm going to tell the story on her. Is that good? But actually, this story happened with all three of my girls. But since they're here, I can't tell it about them. But I want you to understand it happened with them, too. Just don't tell them, okay? But I remember one night going up, and Callie was young. She was the only girl that we had at the time. Today, she's 20-something years old, so it would have probably been whew, 18 years ago. And I went upstairs, and, and uh, Callie was crying. And I said, baby, what's wrong? She said, Dad, I just want a friend. Oh, I'm going to tell you what, as a father, broke my heart. Then my little girl was looking at me with tears in her eyes saying, Dad, I just want a friend. And I immediately tried to fix it. I went down, I told mom, I said, babe, babe, Callie's up there crying and she, she doesn't have any friends. I said, we got to get her involved in stuff. We got to get her on a basketball team and we got to get her involved in rodeo and we got to, we got to get her in a, you know, in a day. We got to do something. And, and right about that time, the Lord spoke to me. He said, Bill, you're focused on fixing the outside. He said, I'm after the inside. You see, it was important to God that Callie be good with her. Okay. That Callie be good with herself rather than others be good with her. Does that make sense? You see what a dad was after? See, there's two, I got two hearts in me. <laughs> I got a dad heart that responds, and I got a father heart that leads. I know what I got. I got two different personalities, and I'm sorry about that. But the dad side of me, the, 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 the dad, the, the man, the, the, the guy that looked at that little girl, the dad side of me wanted to fix the outside. Let's just do some, let's do some things. Let's do something. And the Lord was saying, Bill, I got this. She's right where I want her to be. I want her seeking me. You see, I want the inside of her. The outside will be taken care of. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. I want to talk to you about the Father's heart for you. The Father's heart for you. And for you. And for you. Especially in the area of relationships. Okay? Something that's so simple, but yet so, so, so important. Are y'all with me? 
So Matthew 22, 36 through 40, that Jesus was sitting there and it was, he, was, he was actually, he was teaching and they were giving him a hard time. They were trying to test him. This, the, the, the people of the town, the, the religious people of the town were asking him all these questions, trying to throw him off. And they finally said, okay, hey teacher, I got one for you. What's the greatest commandment of all? You see, because they were very commandment driven people. They had the Old Testament, the law and all those things. And they said, what's the greatest commandment of all? And you know what Jesus told them? He said, the greatest commandment of all is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. The greatest commandment of all. And the second, the second, let me just read it. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second one is just like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now look at the last sentence. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Let me kind of explain it to you in a way that really helps me. How many of you guys like football? How many of you girls like football? Yeah, come on now. How many of you know what an offensive line is? Yeah, now that's where the game is won or lost, okay? We got these pretty guys up there in the back that have supposedly good hands and maybe their feet are a little bit faster than mine. And, and you know, they they just, you know, they think they're a little cuter, you know, and they get their name in the paper and they get to, they get to run the touchdown and they get to do all these things, okay? That's kind of, that's kind of in this scenario, the law and the prophets, okay? Okay, but what does the law and the prophets rest on? Come on now. Pitt, what does it rest on? Offensive line, baby. That's what it rests on. Without the offensive line, none of this other stuff matters. <laughs> Y'all see what I'm saying, though? You see how important it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul? Okay? You see how important it is? I want you to catch this to love yourself. Do you see that? Because you can't love your neighbor any better than you love yourself. Oh, come on. Come on. You can't love your neighbor. And I would, I would even stretch it to say, I don't know how good your relationship with God can be without your relationship with yourself. And I'm not saying you, you're in love with yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you love yourself. This is not a prideful statement. It's a statement of, man, I'm good with me. I'm good with me. I'm good with who I am. You see, there's three relationships in this passage. One's with God, right? You see it? One's with myself and one's with others. And those are the three relationships that we're going to talk about tonight. You say, why? Why is it important to have a relationship with God? You know, I grew up <clears throat> that if my parents said it, I just had to believe it, right? Well, I don't know what's wrong with you guys today. So I tell my girls a lot of stuff, and they say, why? <laughs> why, Dad? Why is it like that? Well, here's why. Here's why loving the Lord with all your heart, mind, body, and soul is so important, and you're going to have to just take it because that's how you're made. That's how you're made. You are made to have an intimate relationship, okay? You are built to have relationships. That's how you're made. 
That's how you're made in God. And God wants his relationship with you, okay, to be one that has all your heart, mind, body, and soul poured into it. And here's the deal. You think, well, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. No, it's really not because whatever you choose to have a relationship with because of how you're made, all your heart, mind, body, and soul will be in that relationship. God's just saying, choose me. Choose me to have a relationship with me because if you choose me, then I know I'm going to have your heart, mind, body, and soul. But here's the difficult deal. You have to choose him constantly. We have to choose to have a relationship with him constantly. So we are made in his image, right? That's what the Bible says. We're made in his image. He's a relational God. He's a very relational God. Yeah, you just say you can't see, touch, feel, whatever. I would have, I would argue about that, but that's a whole different deal. So we're not going to get into that. But yes, you can't just see there's God standing right over there. I understand that. But he's a relational God. And he, he does that through his Holy Spirit, which is, which is inside of us. So do you ever get up in the morning? I know Cody Bell does because I hear her say it. I'm just kidding. You get up in the morning and say, God, woo, God, I love you. Oh, Lord, God, I love you. And then your next sentence is, and I love me some of me. <laughs> How many of y'all do that? <laughs> Why don't you do that? Why don't you get up in the morning and say, God, I love you. I love you, Lord. It's the first thing that come out of your mouth. Just get up and say, God, I love you. You know what you just did? You just took a step in the right direction. You just made sure that your first step was in the right direction. By waking up, rolling out of bed, or maybe don't even roll out of bed, you just say, God, I love you. And I'm excited about what you have for me today. I love you, Lord. Instead of picking up your phone first. You know what, I'm not going to sit here and bash phones, but I'm going to tell you what, the world has a way of getting to you really, really easily in your phone. And it has a way of getting control of you really, really easily with your phone. They're dangerous tools. They're, they're need, I guess we need them. I don't know if we do or we don't. I didn't have one last 28 years old, <clears throat> so that was a long time ago. But so why is it so hard? For you to say, God, I'm good with me. How does that make you feel to hear me say that? If you hear, hear me say, man, I'm, I'm so good with me. I'm good with me. How does that make you feel? Does that make you, that make you, does that make you immediately start looking at my faults? Well, you shouldn't be. You got a big old belly. You ain't got much hair. Your beard's gray. I mean, yeah, we can sit here and start pointing out some things about me. But, but I, I'm not worried about those things. God, I'm good with me. I'm good with where I'm at. I'm good with me. You guys say it. One, two, three. No, 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 don't tell me. Tell God. God, I'm good with me. Come on, let me hear you. God, I'm good with me. Look to your neighbor. Say it. Say, God. You got to say it like this. God, I'm good with me. Come on. God, I am good with me. Oh, yeah, I like it. Doesn't that, doesn't that feel good? Now they say, God, I love me some of you. I love me some of you, God. 
And I'm so grateful that you made me. Thank you, Father. Now, you, do you realize what platform you just put yourself on? Where does faith come from? A word. You just spoke some good words out. You just conditioned your mind that, hey, I'm good with me. There's going to be some stuff come at me today, but I'm good with me. I'm not saying that your life is going to be la-la land. I'm saying that you're going to be prepared to walk through it, whatever comes. Right? One more time. God, God. I'm good with me. (laughs) I like that. So is it hard for you to say? It's not hard for you to say? I see some heads shaking up, yes. I see some heads shaking up, no. So I'm not going to just skip over this. You know why? Because I got three girls. And I know that all the time they're not good with them, okay? I know this. I know this for a fact because I'm their father. And I have this conversation with them. So let me ask you this question. What is it tonight that you need to come out of agreement with about yourself? Come on. We're not here to play patty cake, right? We're here, to, we're here to draw nearer to the Lord, right? What is it? What is it that you've come into agreement with about yourself that you need to come out of agreement with? Let me help you. Any of you feel lonely? Any of you ever get lonely? Somewhere in there you've believed a lie because you're not alone. Right? Right? Any of you, any of you struggle with confidence? Walking into a big group of people and you just kind of want to close up? You just kind of want to just, you kind of want to just shut down? You kind of just don't even want to go in there? You know what I'm saying? I have felt like this before. It's because I believed a lie. It's because I had came into an agreement with a lie, not even purposefully. I don't saying you get up and you say, I'm going to believe this, this, and this about myself that I know are not true. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you don't get up and say, I'm good with me. Therefore, the world tells you about you instead of you telling the world about you. Does that make sense? We get this thing a little bit twisted and a little bit backwards. Do any of you struggle with, the, with believing God, that God has a plan for you? Do you just hope maybe he's made a plan for you? Do you hope that the way has been made for me? Man, I hope. I hope that it, I hope that it, I hope he does. I really hope he's that. I really hope he is. Any of you struggle with that? You just kind of not real sure God's made the way for you? That you may be kind of left out or, or left away? Then you've believed a lie. You've came into an agreement with a lie. Are any of you... Battling with some depression? You know, there's some things there that we have to walk through in life, and I get that, and they're not always easy. But the way it makes us feel determines what we believe about the situation. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we just need to say, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel lonely because I'm not alone. That's a lie. Any of you struggle with anxiety? Doubt, worry, jealousy. I'll tell you, here's one, that I, here's one I still struggle with. If we're going to be vulnerable, I still struggle with the desire to please man. 
I have to fight that constantly. And, and, and here's the deal. It's not a battle unless I make it one today. It was once a battle. It was once the bully on the playground. I remember in third grade, I finally whooped that bully. I had him down, man. I was pounding on his head. And he was, I was in the third grade. He was in the fifth grade. He should have never came over to our playground. <laughs> and it was over with. I'm not, I'm not advocating violence. <laughs> but I am, you know, it's okay to take care of yourself. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not even going to touch that. Let's see. Here's the deal. Once I whipped that bully, guess, guess how many people in the room knew I could whip the bully? Me and the bully. I didn't, everybody, obviously, but the two, the two important ones were me and the bully, right? A bully's only chance is that he has you, he sneaks up on you. You see what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, it's not that I never have to fight the fight of the desire to please man. It's that I can whip it real easy. I need to recognize it for one. But I can walk into a, I can walk into a sales call because that's what I do today, Okay. And, and or I can walk into a group or I can, I can walk in just to a group right here, just like this right here. And, and I can get trapped into wanting to please, please who I'm talking to. You know what my, you know what my weapon for that is? God, I trust you. God, I trust you. You see, it's God's heart that you come into agreement with him. And the only way I can come into agreement with him is to come out of agreement with a lie. I can't hold on to the lie and the truth. If I grab hold of the truth, I got to let go of the lie. Amen? All right, let's talk about relationships with others. So if I'm good with me, God, I'm good with me. If I'm good with me and I'm good with God, okay? So I've built that platform that I'm standing on. How do you think my relationship with others is going to be? If I'm good with me, I'm good with God, how's that going to affect my relationship with others? I tell you, it'll totally change it. It'll totally change it because I'm no longer asking them to validate me. I just validated myself by saying, God, I'm good with me. And God, I'm good with you. Upon those two things are the law and the prophets, right? We just established that, didn't we? Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. you got to really grab that. The fear of the man, the desire to please man. I call this the panic of man, the panic that man may cause me. So if I'm walking up to my locker room or my locker and there's people around it, the panic, the panic of what they might say, the panic of what they might do, the panic, the panic, the panic. What's the antidote or what's the, what's the thing I need to do? God, I trust you. I just say, God, I trust you. It doesn't mean I don't go to my locker. It doesn't mean I, have to be, I don't have to be in that environment anymore. That's not what that means. It means that I've got a way to whoop the bully, right? And the way I whoop the bully is by saying, God, I trust you. So I come out of agreement with the world, okay, or with a lie, and I come into agreement with God, amen? Is that good? Okay, we were blessed enough. I think Khaki was just born, but, but Jerry and I, 
and Callie, to a degree, were blessed enough to watch a, a courtship between a man and a, and a girl. And the girl actually lived with us for just a little while. And, and, and they, they were walking this thing out completely to a T, okay? His parents weren't living in this town, and her parents weren't living in this town. But they were walking this courtship out. She was remaining pure, and he was remaining pure. And can I tell you that we went to their wedding up in Colorado, and when she started walking down that aisle, it was like she was glowing. And, as the, and he was just sitting there so... It was like he was glowing too. But you see, <clears throat> it's not about them being strict upon themselves. It's not about them obeying their parents because their parents weren't even in the, really in the picture at this process. It was about them walking in the covering of the Lord, walking this thing out the way, the way God had planned. You see, here's my heart as a father. I want to give a pure, spotless bride to a pure, spotless groom, okay? Spiritually, emotionally, and sexually. Now, this topic about sex, can we talk about it in here just for a second? Sex is a pathway. It's a pathway that we get caught up in. And it may not, it may not start out as, as a physical relationship, okay? But it's a pathway that it's a, it, it begins an intimate relationship. And it's a pathway that, that God wants you to walk down. You have a desire to have that, and he wants you to walk down that pathway, but he wants you to do that with your husband or your wife, right? Matthew 7, verse 6 says, Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they'll trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Whoa. So I've got a bag, you have a bag, I have a bag full of pearls, right? And, and a bag full of love. And God gave me that so that I could give to my wife or to my husband on that wedding day. And, 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 the, and the scripture says, don't give what's holy to dogs. Don't throw your pearls before the pigs. You know, here's, here's the tricky thing about that. It's hard to recognize a dog or a pig if you're not in relationship with the Lord. It's hard to recognize a dog and a pig. You would think, well, I'm not going to give anything to those dogs. I recognize a dog, right? I mean, that's what you, I wouldn't give anything to a pig, would you? I wouldn't. Well, what if you don't see it as a pig? What if you see it as a young man that says he loves you? What if you see it as somebody that's just wanting, to, just wanting to tell you whatever it is and seeing you're looking for validation for him, from him or, or have this desire? You see what I'm saying? If we're not walking with the Lord, if we hadn't gotten up that morning and say, God, I'm good with me, so I'm not looking to so-and-so to give me validation. I'm not looking for that. I'm not trapped in that trap. I recognize that dog. Oh, you're wanting my pearls. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, you want my love. I see. I see, I recognize that. You have a bag full of love, which is holy, and you have a bag full of intimacy, which is pearls. I don't want my daughters to have to walk down the aisle on their wedding day with a bag that's half full. 
And I don't want to give them to a groom whose bag is half full. And I don't want that for you either. You see, if we're not careful, we'll spill our pearls and our love to gain acceptance. We'll spill our pearls and our love so that we can feel good about ourselves. Right? So go back to that relationship which was so silly in the beginning. God, I'm good with me. God, I'm good with me. God, I love you. God, I don't feel good right now, but I'm going to tell you what, God, I'm going to stand on you. I'm good with me. God, the world's saying this about me. I'm faced with this. I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm feeling this. People are telling me, but God, I'm done with that. I'm good with me. God, I'm good with me. God, I love you. God, I trust you. Those three things right there are weapons that are beyond. You, you don't understand the power of that. The power of the tongue, what you're confessing with your mouth. Does that make sense to you guys? If I walk out of the house and I'm good with me, I've got a good chance of recognizing the schemes of the devil. But if I walk out of my house and I'm looking for validation, I'm in trouble. I'm at the mercy of whatever comes at me first. Okay? And we're all faced with different things. I, I talked about the cell phones, and, and we got to be careful there, especially if we're not good with ourselves. I look at this stuff on Pinterest and, and whatever else, Chapsnat, whatever else you want. You know, we see this picture. You, all you see is a picture of this girl or this, or this guy. What you didn't see was the photo shoot it took to get it. All you saw, all you saw is the one she picked. You know, except for Curtis, I've never seen a picture of Curtis. <laughs> I hope he's not doing a photo shoot. I'm just kidding, Reverend. <laughs> Are you getting this? God, I'm good with me. I was. <laughs> I'm good with me. I'm good with God. Okay. Now I got a chance to be good with others. Now I got a chance to be good with others. I will be good with others. But if I'm not good with me and I'm not good with God, I'm going to look to others for my validation, for my acceptance. So what's God's heart for his sons and his daughters? Number one, I want my daughters and their husbands, whoever they are, to know they're valued. They're valued. I want them to know what their values are. You need to know what your values are. You need to know what you stand for. You need to make that decision now. You don't need to make that decision when you're in the backseat of a car or you're at the movies or you're at the locker or you're interviewing for a job or you're whatever it is. You need to know your values now. Write them down. This is what's valuable to me. This is what I stand for. This is what I think is right. And then I want them to be able to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You know what that means? Psalms 91 says, if, if you will, if you, those who dwell in the shelter of the Lord God will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So I say it like this. If anybody in here needs a place to live, you can come live in my house. Anybody in here, you can come live in my house. Okay, you can enjoy my refrigerator, my air conditioner, my whatever but you're going to have to live by my rules. If you want my covering, 
okay? If you want my covering, you'll live by my rules. My covering doesn't go and chase you. You come and find it. Does that make sense? That's abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. That's choosing to live in his house, choosing to live by his rules. So we want, we want his shadow. We want the shadow of God, but we want it our way. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. You want the covering of God, okay? Then walk in his ways. You don't just wake up one day and you decide that it's time to have a relationship with the Lord and instantly have one. Hear me on that? I have a wonderful relationship with God. I've been walking with him for a long, I got saved when I was a senior in college. It's a long time ago. But it didn't have to wait 20 years to get there, right? You see, a relationship's not turned on like a light switch. That's why this is so important to be a part of something like this and, and be around Matt and, and Curtis and even Willis back there. Brett, all these adults here, Lindsay, everybody here is here to help bring you along and help guide you. But a relationship's not turned on like a light switch. So here's the deal. I'm going to wait till I get married in order to do that. No, you don't wait till you get married. You do it now because your relationship has grown like a tree. Amen? You see, I want, I want, my, I want my daughters and their husbands to have a strong, intimate relationship with the Lord way before, way before they're walking down the aisle. I really want them to have a strong relationship with the Lord way before they're walking up to the locker, way before they're interviewing with a job. Amen? I want my daughters walking in the spirit of a wife and their husbands walking in the spirit of a husband way before they show up at the church and walk down that aisle. Amen. Willis, will you play that video? I got a video here for you. I think it really, really. Here's what the scripture says. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Didn't say he that finds a girl that he's attracted to, who he then begins to date, who he then calls his girlfriend, who he then buys a ring, proposes and makes her his fiance, who he then marries later, who becomes his wife. You're not a wife when I marry you. You're a wife when I find you. You become my wife when I marry you. But a wife is not the presence of a ring, it's the presence of your character. Too many women want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Ask the Lord to deliver you from that spirit and carry yourself like you're already taken. And I promise you, when you carry yourself like a wife, a husband will find you. But if you keep walking like a girlfriend, boys will play with you. King 17. Here's what the scripture says. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Didn't say he that finds a girl that he's attracted to, who he then begins to date, who he then calls his girlfriend. He then by Y'all want to hear it again? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. He who finds a husband finds a good thing. Okay. Not he who finds a girlfriend, not she who finds a boyfriend. It says it, it says that you're a wife when you decide to have the character of a wife, not when you find a husband. 
You're a husband when you, de- when you decide to have the character of a husband, not when you find someone to marry. Does that make sense? I hope it does. What kind of marriage do you want? And I know it's a long ways down the road. I get it. But the decisions you make today will determine the kind of marriage you have down the road. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not. You see, just because you really want something and God wants it for you doesn't mean it'll happen. You've heard the saying that you take your life into your own hands. You can do that. It's your choice. It's your choice. Saying yes to a lie, okay? Saying, I'm going to believe that about me. Saying yes to a lie is the same as saying no to God. Oh, I don't say no to God. Yes, you do. If you say yes to a lie, you just said no to God. You can't, you can't be walking in a lie and walking with the Lord at the same time. They don't coexist. And they don't need to. And you're just one step away. Okay? You're one step away from having that relationship with the Lord. And, and, and we get caught in these, in these things all the time. That's why it's important to know, God, I trust you. God, this doesn't feel right. God, I feel lonely right now. I feel lost. I feel this. I feel that. God, that doesn't sound like you. It doesn't feel like you. God, I trust you. God, I'm good with me. God, I love you. Those are some powerful weapons for our relationships as we, as we move forward. You see, here's the deal. What if you were to meet the person that God had for you and they didn't recognize you? Come on now. Come on. Really hear me on this, people. God's calling you to do some things, and you say, I'm going to put that off. I'm going to wait. I'll wait till I, I'm going to put that off a little bit. Okay? I know one of the things I tell my girls when they see somebody, they find a boy that, you know, whatever. What do you like about him? Well, Dad, I like this. and then, Okay, good. That's good. Write that down. They're, they're building a values that they want to see in their husband, right? Well, what if they cross paths with their husband, but their husband did not make the same choices along the way that, that God was calling them to make. And so therefore they don't recognize their husband. But there's another one. I mean, I know God, God works this thing out. I'm just trying, I'm not trying to just completely jack it with you. My girls don't like for me to talk like that. <laughs> but, but, but don't you want your wife or your future husband to recognize you when they see you? That's what I mean. When you put on the spirit of a wife, you do that now. You make that covenant now that, God, I want to walk in the spirit of a wife, not a girlfriend. A boyfriend-girlfriend relationship can end up in two things, either marriage or divorce. (laughs) It's the only place it can go. I heard a guy say the other day, dating, dating, boyfriend-girlfriend, is just practice for divorce. That's all it is, practice for the divorce because you're not going to marry him anyway. Now, if it's somebody you're really interested in, then yeah, let's walk that thing down. Get Curtis involved, get Matt involved, get Lindsay involved, get your mom and dad involved, get somebody involved. Say, hey, how do I walk through this? I really like that person. I really like that girl. Man, she's cute. She's hot. She's hot. I ask the girls, who's hot? It's okay. You're, you're built that way. You're built that way to think somebody's beautiful or somebody's handsome. Right? I don't know what Allison was thinking. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
And just let me tell you this. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this up right now. Okay? I'm wrapping it up. We're on the last page. <laughs> We're on the last page. What you sow today, you reap tomorrow. Okay? What you sow today, you reap tomorrow. It's a promise. It's a promise. What you sow today, you will reap later. And what I want you to know, I really feel like there may be some people in here that have given away some pearls. Okay? You've already made some decisions to do some things that maybe you regret right now. <clears throat> Here's what I want you to know about Jesus. He's a redeemer. He came to reconcile. Okay? I'm not saying there won't be some consequences that you have to walk out because of your bad decision. Okay? I'm not saying you don't have consequences to it. But I, I am saying that you can be forgiven and restored and redeemed. And your bag can be filled back up. Okay? Now, if, if someone has forced themselves on you, they didn't get anything from you. You didn't give them anything. It's a bad, it's a bad deal, and I'm sorry that it happened to you. I'm sorry. But they didn't get nothing from you. Okay, tonight, Matt, I'm going to have Matt close us up, but tonight, I know this was a little bit long, but I'm going to tell you what, man, it's so important, guys. It is so important. It's important that you, you're good with God. It's important that you're good with you. Okay, and tonight, if you want to make a commitment that, hey, I'm going to walk in the spirit of a wife from this day forward, I'm going to walk in the spirit of a husband from this day forward. I got a little, little. It, it, it's not cheesy, but it's kind of cheesy. It's just a remembrance. It's something that you girls, it's just pearl necklaces. I mean, they cost me seven, eight hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> but you take a pearl necklace tonight, if that's what you want to do. If you want to, if you want to commit, say, I want to commit. I want to commit, God. I want to commit to you. And I want to commit to myself. And I want to commit to this youth group. To my parents, I want to go home and tell my parents about this. Man, I made a commitment tonight. I'm going to walk in the spirit of a wife. I'm going to walk in the spirit of a husband. I want, I want you girls to come up and get a pearl necklace, however Matt wants to break that up. And then you guys, I've got some crosses made out of horseshoe nails. If you say tonight, tonight, from this day forward, I want to walk in the spirit of a husband. And I'm going to pray that my future wife is walking in the spirit of a wife. And you girls, I'm going to walk in the spirit of a wife. And I'm going to pray that my future husband is walking in the spirit of a husband. God, protect, begin praying for him now. If you, if you, if you guys here want to make that commitment between you and the Lord, I want you to get a, a pocket cross. Where are they at, Jerry? They're back there too. I'll go get those. But let me pray, and then I'm going to turn it over to Matt. God, we love you. Father, I just pray that, Lord, I just pray that, that your word penetrated to where it needs to be tonight, God. Uh, I pray for these young men and women here, God, and, and decisions that will be made tonight, Lord God. And, and Lord, I just, uh, oh, Lord God, I, I, I thank you, Lord, that, that you say all we have to do is submit to you, resist the devil, and he must flee. And I just pray that over us, God, that we'll develop that relationship with you, be good with us, and in turn be good with others. In Jesus' name, amen.